This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. Jesus uh, did a majority of his public speaking and teaching in this way, through parables. And he would tell these stories that had a deeper meaning that we could take from them. So we're going to spend a couple weeks looking at that. But first, I want to talk to you um, a little bit about uh, my garden, because that kind of goes with uh, the parable that we're talking about today. So if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram or we're connected in any way on social media, you've seen that I've been posting pictures of my garden. Uh, Before two years ago, I was pretty much a killer of all things that grow in a garden, right? I was terrible at it. And then about two years ago, we started getting more serious and did some research and all this stuff. And um, so we started planting gardens. And so we've been harvesting every single day. I don't know if you guys saw my picture this past week, but I mean, we had these like big, green, juicy peppers. And like, I took it out. I don't even eat peppers, but I was like, I grew this. Yes, this is amazing, right? And we get these little like tomatoes. We got like four different kinds of tomato bushes back there and everything. And so we're harvesting every day. You see pictures of my wife and my kids in there picking all the stuff and everything. And it's, it's really, really fun, a lot of fun. But here's the deal. Before the harvest happened, that junk took a lot of work, right? That's me getting up an extra like 15 minutes early every day and going out there with the hose and being like, like half asleep. You know what I'm talking about? Spraying them, watering it, taking care of it. Even before that, I had to go out there and I had to like pull out all the weeds and put down some topsoil, like the organic hippy-dippy stuff that really doesn't make a difference to the cheap stuff, but I did it anyway. And you put it in there and it's supposed to make it like grow better. I don't know. So we did all of that in preparation. And there's a ton of work going in to the preparation of that because the reality is that ground has always been there, right? I mean, it's my backyard. It's always been there. But before I started doing all this stuff to it, it didn't really grow anything. And so I I went in there and and did all kinds of work. And so now we're harvesting it every single day. And so to see that you could take something so small, like a seed or like a baby plant or whatever, and you put it in there and then it sprouts up and you're like, you start to see the growth slowly and you're like, man, this is so cool. And then you get to harvest from it and everything. It's just absolutely incredible. I had another experience uh, this summer with, with growing things and it's been absolutely crazy. So many of you guys know uh, recently that there's been an addition to my family, an addition of six chickens to my family. Yes. So we got baby chicks. And so, it, but before that, there was a, another addition to my family of two, which were two monster dogs, right? I got this Labradoodle and this Golden Doodle. They're huge. It's like the Sam family farm next door. If you didn't know, that's kind of what's happening. And so I put up this privacy fence and many of you guys saw the privacy fence. And you're like, oh, Sam's mad at the church. Wants some separation there. Now listen, That was purely to hide the mass destruction that are my dogs in my backyard. You know, you guys all have the luxury of having your backyard being up next to someone else's backyard. My backyard is to the entrance of the church, right, and to the daycare. And so I had to put up a big privacy fence to hide all that. So my dogs destroyed it, mud, dirt everywhere. So I actually had like a truckload of rocks brought in, and I spread rocks all over my backyard, thinking that that's going to fix the situation, and it It helped quite a bit, but now it's just like rocks and dirt and grass, and it really literally looks like a war zone in my backyard, hence the privacy fence, right? And so we get these chickens, and we're like, okay, where are we going to put the chickens? So I have to like section off part of the yard for the chickens to have a coop and all this stuff. So I spent like two days out there getting all the rocks that I thought were such a great idea out of this area of my yard. Putting the rocks down, you think that's hard? Try getting them up, right? Try getting rid of them. 
torture. So I get this, this section off, and I go and buy this topsoil and put it down. I'm like, I'm going to have some grass. And so I put some seed down. I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be great. I asked around. I'm like, how long is this going to take? They're like, ah, two, three weeks, something like that. I'm like, okay, perfect, cool. So I put the seed down. And again, I'm out there watering it every single day. Guys, by like day three, you st- have, you, have you, any of you ever grown grass like this before? It's so awesome. If you haven't, go dig up part of your yard and then grow some grass because it is so cool. You know, it used to be like, oh, it's like watching grass grow. No, it's way more exciting than, than what you think, okay? It's incredible. So we put this seed down and like the third day, it, it, it's kind of gross, but it starts looking like little hairs are coming out of it, little grass hairs. I, that's a gross description, but it's the only thing I can think of. And so this grass starts coming up and you're like, gosh, it's working, and it just gets better and better. I mean, you can ask my wife. I would wake her up every morning, babe, 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 come look at my grass, come look at my grass, and it's like there's like little patches coming up here and there, and now, I'm not kidding you, that square where I planted that seed and watered it and went crazy on it and like have obsessed over, that is the nicest patch of grass on this entire property. I mean, it's unbelievable. There's this grass that's like thick and bright green and just healthy, and I just want to go roll around in it. It's incredible. Do you want to roll around in it after my description? Some of you are like, yes, where is it? It's, 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 it's incredible. And so I've had this experience of growing this grass, and then we decided we're going to put the coop somewhere else. And so now I have this, like, square of grass that's beautiful. I know. It's, I was a little premature on all that. But we, we, so we have this, like, awesome patch of grass that we were able to grow. And so many of you guys in here have probably had experiences like this, with seeds or with gardens or with grass or something like that. Some of you are like, no, not so much, but I know that many of you, if not all, well, all of you have had a situation where your words have been like seeds that you've sown to people, right, that you've planted with people. And their responses have probably been different across the board, but I know all of us have experienced this, you know. Sometimes our words are rejected and denied, right? You see someone going down a path and you're like, hey, hey, been there, done that, bad idea, you need to shy away from that. And so we start, try to give some advice, try to give some guidance, and it's like throwing grass seeds on concrete, right? And they're like, yeah, whatever, Psh, doing my own thing, right? And they, they just keep moving. And so, but we've tried to sow seeds, but the response wasn't very good. Some of the wives are like elbowing their husbands right now. I, he's talking about you. Just kidding, but I'm not because I can see you. You know I can see you, right? I see those elbows, okay, all right. And then sometimes our words, they're accepted on a surface level. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great idea, but they don't last, you know? Our encouragement, our, our, our guidance, our advice, our things, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Or sometimes those words are accepted but then forgotten, you know? When the stuff hits the fan and stuff starts going crazy and life gets wild and all this stuff is going down, what it, seemingly they, they, they said they understood what you were saying, but then once the stuff gets crazy, it goes right out the window. They forget it like they've never even heard it before, right? But then sometimes those words, they're accepted and they're applied, right? We give some guidance, we give some insight, we give some coaching, we give some encouragement, and then we see that come to life in that person. And those are the moments where we're like, yes, it's working, they were lit, right? And people who have kids who are now getting older, we've probably experienced all of these experiences each child, right? For, for those of us who are in that phase. And it's, it's a beautiful thing when it actually takes and many of us have had that experience. So today what we're going to do is we're going to look at a parable that Jesus tells that, that mirrors sort of this concept. Mirrors this idea of people being different, times of recept, different kinds of receptivity to the words that are being spoken, to the teachings that are being laid out there. And what that looks like for us and how that's going to kind of um, help us moving forward. So let's pray together and then we're going to be spending some time in Mark chapter 4. Okay, so let's pray. God, thank you so much for this morning. 
Thank you so much for the freedom that we have to come together and assemble like this, to gather and to sing songs of praise and adoration, to gather and to hang out with one another, to gather and open your word and allow it to speak truth to us. God, I pray this morning you would prepare our hearts, that you would soften our hearts and you'd open our minds to be receptive to your truth. God, I pray this morning that we would all leave encouraged, challenged, and changed. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. So if you have your physical Bible, I'm going to be reading out of my physical Bible today. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Mark chapter 4, and we're going to be starting in verse 3. If you have it on a phone or an iPad or a tablet or whatever, um, or it'll be on the screen as well, but we want you to kind of follow along. And listen, guys, when we teach out of the Bible here on Sundays, hopefully this is not the only time that you're opening your Bible. Hopefully you're marking where we're talking about so you can go back and look at it and make sure that I'm not making this stuff up, right? That you're double-checking it and saying, hey, is that really what's going on there? Is that really what's happening? So I want to encourage you to do that. So in Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 3, again, this is Jesus talking, and he says this, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell among the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was so shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. Some other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop multiplying 30, 60, or even 100 times. Then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So this is recorded in three out of the four Gospels. And this is Jesus talking to a big group of people who had gathered, and he's talking, so he's talking about plants. And so some people are sitting there thinking, this guy's a farmer? Like, I thought this was like the savior of the world. What's going on here? Some people didn't get it, but those who were listening, those who were following Jesus and understood his teaching style knew that there was something else going on. That he was talking about a deeper meaning here. And so he's ultimately illustrating the receptivity to the gospel message. He's, he's ultimately illustrating, hey guys, listen, I'm sharing God's word. I'm sharing the gospel with you. And these are different types of people that are able to receive the gospel. So he's illustrating it through this plants idea. And so later when Jesus is with his disciples, they kind of ask him, they're like, hey, so like, what was that all about? And he's like, hey, you seriously don't understand? Let me break this down for you and be very, very blunt and frank. And so in uh, chapter 4, starting in verse 14, Jesus goes on to explain the parable. He says, the farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away that word that was sown in them. Others, like seed thrown, sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only for a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Verse 18, still others, like seeds sown among the thorns, they hear the word, but the worries of life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. And then verse 20, others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. And see, in that day, what was sown, like 10 times the crop would have been like a solid crop. And so he's saying, no, 30, 60, even 100 times return. He's saying some people accept this stuff, and it makes a huge lasting impact on them. And so he breaks this thing down for the disciples. 
Really bare bones, really straight in your face, really elementary. There's nothing grandiose or deep or theological about this. It's very, very, very practical. And that's why it's one of my favorite parables, because it applies to all of us. He starts off and he says, listen, the farmer sows the word, meaning the message of Jesus. The message of Jesus is presented, that is the seeds. The stuff that we talk about here on Sundays, that is the seeds. The stuff that you're reading in your Bible day in and day out, that is the seeds. Those podcasts you're listening to, the worship songs, all this theology that you're taking, that is the seeds that are being sown. And he says, some people are like the path, meaning they have hard hearts. Some people have a hard heart and they don't allow the word to penetrate. They don't allow themselves to soak in the message of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, the stuff that we talk about here, the stuff that we listen to or read about or whatever. They don't accept that, right? For them, the message is always for someone else. They're sitting in church thinking, man, I wish this person at work could hear what he's saying right now. You know what I'm saying? The me- our hearts are hard because we're always, man, I wish my husband was here. Can't believe they're missing this today. And we're not, we're not receiving it ourselves. Our hearts, our hearts are hardened and we're not receptive to the word. Some people are like the rocky soil. They hear it and they get excited, like, ooh, yeah, man, that was incredible. I'm going to change the world. That was great. This is going to be life-altering, whatever. But then it doesn't really settle. It doesn't really take root. Come Monday through Saturday, it's like, oh, I'm not, it was, yeah, I'm not, but Sunday they're like, woo, glory to God, hallelujah, number one Christian. They got the t-shirt and everything, right? But then Monday through Saturday, it's like, uh, where were you, where, where you at, bro? Like, what, what's going on, you know? And so there's people that are in this, like, rocky soil area, and then some people are like the thorns. They hear about it. And they're on board. They're like, yeah, that sounds cool. But then life chokes it out. Maybe it's our busy schedule that we allow to choke it out. Or maybe it's the stresses of this or pursuing that or whatever that chokes it out. And he says, some people are like the good soil. They do receive it. And they do accept it. And they do let it take root inside of them. And then it bears fruit in their lives. It makes a lasting difference and an impact. And it changes who we are. And so when we hear just a super simple elementary parable like this, our natural response should be, which kind of soil am I? Which one of those, which one of those categories do I fall into? If I was sitting there listening to Jesus, how would he think that I fit into this sort of matrix of things? Where do I fall in all this? And so I want to spend a few minutes just kind of looking at that because the pathway, Jesus says the pathway, when the seeds are cast on the pathway, the birds ate it up meaning it never took root, it was never received. It says that Satan comes and he takes the seed away. These are the people with the hard hearts, right? Is this us? Are we the ones with the hard hearts that are not receptive, that the message is always for someone else? We hear it and say, yeah, okay, yeah, not really for me. Oh, yeah, okay, I've heard that before. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I know someone that's like that, but I'm not really like, I know someone that gossips, but I don't really gossip, right? I know people that are undisciplined, but I'm not undisciplined. Is that us? Are we the ones with the hard heart that's not letting the truth of God penetrate and take root in our hearts, in our lives? Are we the ones that are the rocky soil? The word says that that the sun scorched it. It has no roots. It's quick, zealous growth, but then when trouble and persecution comes, they fall away. There's no deep root. You know what this is to me? This is the, the, the people that, that Sundays are awesome, and they're super excited, and they're super zealous, but there's no personal growth. 
There's no personal pursuit. There's no depth. There's no relationship. The only time that we open the Bible or we see Bible words on a screen is on Sunday mornings. But there's nothing happening between Monday and Saturday where we're pursuing Jesus for ourselves. Your relationship with God should not necessarily include me. It's not like me, you, and Jesus got this thing going on. Okay? It's you and Jesus got this thing going on. Does that make sense? Because so, for so many of us, I feel like we view church as this, like, like this checkbox that we have to check off and say, okay, got my Jesus this week. And it's like, no, 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 guys, that produces the rocky soil. So when things of life get tough, it was never really your relationship in the first place. Does that make sense? And so we need to ask ourselves, are we that rocky soil? Or are we pursuing this ourselves? Are we reading the Bible ourselves? Are we diving into a relationship and pursuing a relationship with Jesus ourselves? Or are we allowing the church to do it for us? Because if the church is doing it for us, the sun's going to get hot and we're going to wither. Our relationship is going to wither. This is when life gets hard and rather than leaning into God, leaning into our relationship with Jesus and saying, man, things are tough. Things are going wrong. Life is falling apart all around me. And rather than leaning in, we bail and then we blame God. There's two types of responses when things get tough in our life. We can either lean in, and if you lean in, that's evidence that you have a personal relationship. That's evidence that you have put in the time and the work and the effort and the energy and the focus and the pursuit of Jesus. So you lean into him when things get tough. Those of us that bail and then want to blame God, oh, God doesn't love me, God doesn't care about me, look at all this crap happening in my life. That's a telltale sign that you haven't put in the work that there's not the relationship there, that you're living vicariously through your pastor or vicariously through your church or vicariously through your spouse or through your grandma's prayers or whatever the case may be. And so we need to ask ourselves, are we the rocky soil? Or are we the thorn soil? The scripture says that, that, that it choked the life out of the word, out of the word that's sown. It says in there, the, the, the examples that Jesus uses, he says, the worries of life. The worries of life. How many of us have a schedule that causes worries of life for us. It gets so jumbled up with work commitments and family commitments and sport commitments and kid commitments and church commitments and all these things that it's like, man, okay, you're talking about relationship with Jesus. I got barely enough time to have a relationship with my spouse or with my kids or with myself. How am I going to do that? Because the worries of life are taken over all over the place or the deceitfulness of wealth, Jesus says. The pursuit of money, the pursuit of work. How many of us, if we didn't have work taking up all of our mental real estate, we could maybe have some real estate for ourselves or for our kids or for our spouses or for God? He says that the thorns come in and choke it out, the worries of life, the deceitfulness of wealth, the distractions choke out the word in us. Many of us are chasing other things, right? Jesus is a thing in the midst of all the other things, but he's not the thing for many of us. Are we the thorny soil? Is, is that us? We're so busy that there's no time for relationship. There's no time for depth. There's no time for focus. There's no time for pursuit. And we're allowing all these other things to choke out the life that God wants to place inside of us. Are we the thorny soil? Or are we the good soil? And maybe you are. You're the good soil that receives the seed and produces fruit. You hear it, and you accept it, and you, you tend to it. You water it. It begins to grow. You continue to feed it. You continue to focus and pursue a relationship with God, and then it bears fruit, and it's a huge crop. 
And you're seeing God use you in all kinds of awesome and interesting and creative ways. For those people who are the good soil, this here on Sunday mornings is an overflow of your weekly relationship with God. This is not your relationship with God. This is an overflow. This is an exciting opportunity that you get together with other people who are on the same journey as you, and it's edifying. It's encouraging. It's like, it's like the dessert, right? It's an addition to what you already have go, going on. It's not the meat and potatoes. Sunday morning should not be the meat and potatoes of your relationship with Jesus. It should be the dessert. It should be the, man, that was awesome. That was encouraging. That was challenging. I got to talk with this person after church, and they edified me in such a great way. I was able to bless by serving in the kids' area. Oh, well, pastor, I can't serve in the kids' area because I need to hear the sermon. Listen, the sermon should be a bonus. That should not be your only interaction with Jesus. Come in on Sunday mornings, and you get to serve, and you, you get to walk away from this going, man, I had a real conversation with a third grader that I believe is going to radically and drastically change their life. That's what Sunday morning's about. If you're the good soil, if you've taken this stuff in and you've planted this stuff in you and you're allowing it to grow, it begins to bear fruit. You know where it bears fruit? In those conversations with the third graders. You know where it bears fruit? Serving at the coffee bar. You know where it bears fruit? Showing up to the back to school bash and dealing with angry moms who want backpacks for all 17 of their kids. That's where it bears fruit. That's where you see Jesus coming in. You go, Usah, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? If you're the good soil, you take this stuff in and it bears fruit in our lives. And so where do you fit? What kind of soil are you? You've got to ask yourselves this. As the band comes up, they're going to lead us in another song. And I've, I, we've intentionally carved out some time for you to do business with God. For you to have a conversation with God. For you to be a little introspective here, you know, especially this first group, the, the hard heart, the people who are always thinking that this is for someone else, who are always thinking, oh, yeah, I know that person, but that person is not me. If that's you this morning, I want us to pray that God would help us to be introspective, that God would give us some honesty with ourselves, help us to see ourselves in the equation, God. Are you talking to me when you're talking about that hard heart? Am I really open and receptive to who you are and what you have for me? Am I really that good soil that's tender, that's been taken care of, that's been made ready to produce fruit? Is that who I am? And so my prayer for us this morning, for those of us who may be in the hard heart category, is for God to enable us and empower us to be introspective, to look inside and say, God, I need some work. For those of us this morning that may fall into the rocky category, the rocky soil, my prayer is that God would help us to pursue real relationship, to have a pursuit for Jesus, to have a focus on Jesus. Not just a Sunday morning thing, but Monday through Saturday too. That the relationship is no longer your grandparents, it's no longer your parents, and it's no longer your spouse or your significant other or whatever, but that it becomes your relationship. That there's some deep soil that is ready to receive what God has for you in this life. And if you're in here and you're the thorns, our prayer this morning needs to be, God, enable me, empower me to put you at the center of my life, the center of my orbit. We've talked about this many times that you don't put Jesus at the top of the list where it's Jesus, then this, Jesus, then that, because that never works. 
It's not Jesus, then your family. How are you going to go and like pray to Jesus instead of take care of your family? It's not going to happen. You don't organize it like a list. You put Jesus at the center of the orbit. And everything you do revolves around that. So it's Jesus in your family, not Jesus, then your family. Jesus in your trip to the grocery store. Jesus in your trip to the bank. Jesus in your workplace. Jesus in everything that you are, everything that you do. But it's being intentional with our time. Don't let the worries of life or the deceitfulness of wealth or the crazy stuff going on choke the life out of what the Holy Spirit wants to do in and through you. So my prayer for you is that we would, we would pray, we would say, God, help me to make you the number one priority. The, 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 through the lens, everything that I do, be through the lens of you. Everything that we do, everything that we are through the lens of Jesus. Many of us need to pray that prayer this morning. And those of us in here this morning who are the good soil, we need to pray as well. God, make me humble. God, make me teachable. God, make me malleable. God, make me usable. How do you want to use me? What do you want to do in my life? How can I continue to grow, continue to bear fruit? No matter where you are in the conversation, in the conversation that you're having with yourself, my challenge for you, my call to you this morning is to make yourself the good soil. Make yourself the good soil. Make yourself that square of green grass in my backyard that you look at and you go, dang, look at that. Surrounded by rocks and dirt and weeds and all this stuff. God's call for us is to be that green grass, that good soil that stands out among everything else, that there's life coming out of it. It's bearing fruit and there's life change that's taking place. In a world full of all the mess, we're called to be that green grass. We're called to be that good soil. And so this morning, I want to give you the opportunity to have a conversation with God and say, God, that's what I want. I want to be that good soil. And then let the Holy Spirit get real with you for a second. Allow yourself to get a couple kidney punches. Ooh, that's got to go. Ooh, that's got to change. Ooh, I got to shift my perspective on that. Ooh, I might have to say no in this area. Ooh. Allow that to happen because that's where growth is going to take place. That's where life change is going to happen. Let's pray together. God. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.